Carlton have a Carlton film coming on Tuesday, 15th of March called The Journey Inside the Reset of a Football Club. I like that they're trying at least. Last year they were just like, you fucking love Malthouse, don't you, everyone? No. No? You hired the iconic coach of of your arch rival. That was a bad idea. What? What? Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Cellar Dwellers podcast, a podcast that's about the best of the worst of AFL football. My name is Sam. I'm an ongoing Carlton skeptic up in Canberra. I'm joined, as always, by my delightful podcast host, Chris. Chris, say hi. Hi, hi. I want to get straight into it with um, what has to be the hottest of takes in this, the third week of the NAB Cup, um, and it's from it's from Port Adelaide. Um, they have, yeah, yeah. They've put it put together what has to be an incredibly in depth analysis of their playing list mm. um, as it stands against uh, against Pokemon. Uh, that would be uh, Pocket Monsters, just to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Well, let's get straight into it. Yeah. Who's an extremely sh- Who's an extremely shit Pokemon? <laughs> this is the real question. Uh, Travis Pokers Charles. I mean, fuck off. No, no, Kenny Hink- Tom Jonas is pincier. I mean, I lo- I love this as content. This is great. So my favourite so far that I have here is Jack Homsch, right? Because Jack has been given Ivysaur as his Pokemon um, pal, and yes. the issue with Ivysaur is that it's a transitional form. So it's not it's the, not final, the final, form. final form. So he's he's, he's, he's one of my, Port's most promising defenders. He hasn't reached his final yeah. form. Yeah. Whereas apparently Ollie Wines is already in a choke. Yeah, and then but wait, uh no, because then there's Machamp, isn't there? Oh yeah, there is Machamp. He's got four yeah, arms. Machamp. And Polywell. Poly now that I I yeah, love this good Polywell. Um But Polywell's not the final no, no, form. No. Ken Hinkley. No, no. Jared Polek is clearly the best of them. Jared Polek. He's Ponita. Oh, yes. <laughs> I hope they got to pick them. Give him some time and he'll evolve into Rapidash. <laughs> oh, oh, I really hope they got to pick their own. For any listener uh, who wants to have a good a good time, I, I do recommend going to this article. Uh, what about Jake Need being Voltorb, a, a Pokemon notable for its suicide attack? Yeah, that's a questionable choice. Now, I think the the notable one of the lot is Ken Hinckley, who they've got down as Mewtwo. Now, um, the issue with Mewtwo is <laughs> that it's a... Um, isn't it the result of an unethical experiment on Pokemon gone horribly wrong? Yes, on... On Mew. Yeah. So the theory of this then is that Ken Hinckley is in fact the result of unethical experiments on Justin Westhoff. Uh, it seems, it about, seems right. about right. It makes a lot of sense. 
Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Tell you what, the Port Adelaide website rates Justin Westhoff pretty highly. <laughs> like, he's a very useful player, but I don't know if he's possibly the most devastating player in the game or even on their list. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's good. He's, I like his beard. Um... <laughs> he's good, I like his beard. That's a full review. So, but why is Robbie Gray Alakazam then? Robbie Gray, who was an almost or possible deserved Brownlow winner. Um, I don't uh, know, but they should... Like, clearly, Chad Wingard and Pikachu. Um, interesting choice. I think this is a big stretch, this entire article. No, I disagree. I disagree. Although, although giving, giving Ponita to... Uh, to Jared Pollock rather than Matt White is an absolute mistake because Matt White has the AFL's worst tattoo. Have you, you, do, you know, do you know what Matt White's tattoos no, are? No, no. Have you no. seen them? He's got blue flames around his ankles as if he's running really fast. Yep. <laughs> that just makes me real sad inside. Okay. All right. Here we go. There are 722 Pokemon. You could... What are we looking at? 18 times 22. Yep. You could assign a unique Pokemon to every single player in the AFL. Almost. And I feel like what they should do is bring back the, the, t- the player names on the jerseys, which was a, a weird experiment, but just have the Pokemon name. Yeah, I mean, well, so you're starting tw- your best 22. So it's... I mean, that's only 484 yeah. of the Pokemon, so we can, we think, can certainly uh, do that. Well, yeah. let's, I mean, that's, I think we are now doing that. Uh, yeah, live from AFL, live from AFL headquarters. Uh, I, I, Chris, I hope you realise what... They are, they are officially doing that. It's the annual, yeah. it's the annual, if your players were Pokemon draft. Yeah, well, maybe that's, um, we should investigate that, and, and props to Port Adelaide for getting in there. Well, enough about Port Adelaide and their absolutely genius online social team. Mm. Uh, absolutely well done by them for that important analysis. We'll be reflecting on that ourselves now, apparently, through the year. Yes. Uh, really trying to get to the bottom of, on this 20th year of Pokemon's release, really getting to the bottom of what it means to be an animal trapped inside a ball. Some into kind the field. Of, there okay. is some kind of horrific football metaphor in there, isn't there? <laughs> There really, there really is. There's something yeah. quite deep and dark about about an ice an ice bath after a game. <laughs> but let's get to the to the rest of some of the footy news, uh, and in particular the worst of the news because that's all really we care about. Yeah, our listeners who've been taking notes as we encourage you all to do because there will be a test. Um, we'll recall that we mentioned last week Carlton's number o- number ten overall draft pick Harry McKay. Mm. Uh, he of the Athletic comparison to James Podsy Adley. Yes. What's happened with What's happened with young Harry? Stress fractures in Stress his back. Fractures. Out for mm. twelve weeks. Mm. Yeah. Out the, uh, uh, Chris, if I told you that I had a stress fracture in my back and I was planning on playing football again in mm, about three months' time, how likely mm. would you say that is? Low. Low. Uh, Low yeah. likelihood, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 I don't think we. I don't think we see Harry this season. <laughs> I think I think they'll they'll um, they might throw him around in the VFL a bit, but yeah, he's not coming up uh, upgrade. Well, I, I certainly say, given his Podsy Adley like physical prowess, I think the VFL will be throwing him yeah. around. Uh, well, I think look, 
Ponce Adley played in the VFL for a very long time, so maybe he should just he had get, a very successful VFL he career. Just so. get used to it. Yeah, it's a good yeah. it's a good draft pick by Carlton. Another note: uh, Jackson Thurlow, uh, Geelong mm. defender, did his mm. knee. Um, ACL. Obviously, very sad to hear. Gone for the season. Uh, yeah, did his ACL. Yeah. That's he'll need a complete knee reconstruction. And also, uh, uh, the the footy seller pours it pours one out for the death of Paul Couch. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, heart attack while cycling. Uh, Geelong uh, never, never, never cycle. Never cycle. Yep, played um, played in four premierships for Geelong, one winning none, but um, did win a Brownlow medal um, and was uh, was one of their, their midfield greats during that uh, late eighties, early nineties era of um, almost success. There's some good videos getting around on YouTube of some of his highlights. If someone wanted to go and see how ugly the game was in the 90s and how much better modern footy is. And let's go to this week's best story. Mm. Uh, and I think this week's clearly best story outside of the hot takes being generated from the Port Adelaide social team mm. was the the match between the women's teams of uh, Melbourne and the Bulldogs, with the Bulldogs picking up their first win in the uh, uh, Yeah, because Melbourne, Melbourne had won the last two, so... Yes, Melbourne yeah. won the first two. The, the the dogs scored three goals in the in the first quarter and in the mm. third quarter to mm. to pull away to a fairly comfortable win. But Daisy Pierce for Melbourne once again start on the field, picking up thirty three yeah. touches on halfback. She's a, a Dane Swan like performance. She's pretty good. <laughs> she's been um, fairly phenomenal uh, the last the last two rounds as well, and really looking forward to seeing her getting um, more action. It's it's good seeing a a rivalry develop between mm. the teams. And great to see um, the teams are actually steadily improving and, and the product, the quality of the product improving. It looks like the, the next women's game is going to be played out at Witten Oval by the looks of it, I think, uh, mm. is the news that's been coming out in the last few days, uh, which will be interesting to see if they manage to keep the same crowds going as they have as when it's been a bit of uh, a, a sort of prelude to the main match. But the Foxtel viewer numbers of, of last season were really good. So we're, uh, I can sure I can speak for us both, Chris, when I say that we're pretty optimistic about how that's going to go. Uh, for yeah. the rest of the season. And yeah, I think the AFL are throwing some some fairly heavy weight behind it, which is good. Um, and you'll see a closer contest than you will between many of the teams we'll be covering <laughs> over the course of the rest of the season. <laughs> if anyone wants to see, if any, we'll, we'll come to our season predictions in the year to come, but put it this yeah. way, I'm not high on the opening match between Carlton and Richmond being competitive. Uh, yeah, I think that that's um, probably lucky that um, one of the other lowlights in the news this week is that the uh, the MCG ticketing furor scandal um, continues. Scandal. Uh, if, you haven't, if you haven't followed this, the opening round games at the MCG, um, their ticketing system run by the gods that be at Ticketek um, has, uh, I think the technical term is crapped itself. And tickets were meant to go on sale last week um, and are on hold indefinitely. So Buy them at the gate. <laughs> buy them at the gate. There's nothing, there's no, nothing yeah. like 100,000 people trying to buy tickets yeah, on the night yeah. of an event. So um, let's just have a look at the opening round games at the G because um, Richmond and Carlton, Thursday. Then yep. uh, you'll get, you know, that's a sellout. That's a sellout. Yeah. Um, You're a sellout. On the Monday, which is a public holiday, uh, Geelong Cats um, up against Hawthorne. So probably a sellout. That's probably a sellout. But then I think the it's real, good to see the real match, someone. the real match there that people will be bitterly disappointed not being able to buy tickets for just yet is Melbourne versus GWS Giants. That's a big so, seller. Yeah, that's a big seller. That is, <laughs> I think. That, well, that actually that'll be an interesting game for us, but because the team that loses that, it might say a lot about their season. But we'll see well, where we end up. It may well. 
The, the other... what, what else is in the news? Yeah. What else is in the news, Chris? Give yeah. it to me straight. Well, um, I'd say what's not in the news, uh, more to the point, is um, Essendon's offensive effort over the weekend um, up in, in Shepherd. both senses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Every sense of the word. God, you would not want to be an Essendon fan right now. Um, they kicked... I'd never want to be an Essendon fan. Yeah, so but they At least kicked... of all now. <laughs> Hang your head in shame, Dons fans. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna get my kicks in now before Carlton <laughs> plays a competitive game this season. You stink, Essendon. How's it feel to be the worst? They feel <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah. So I've got a quote here from the first quarter of the AFL official coverage. Seven minutes and eight seconds in, early going sees the ball spending the majority of the time in the Cats' forward half, where they lead the inside fifty six to one. There was then a rush behind from the Bombers at 11 minutes and 38 seconds. They did not score again until roughly <laughs> the same period in the third. Just to, to, to explain to the football novices who are, mm. for mm. some reason, listening to our podcast, shout out to you guys. Uh, we love Scoring you. a single behind mm. by way of it being rushed. Now, that typically involves the opposing team scoring on your behalf. Yes, it does. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's in fact no score by Essendon for uh, an entire half of football. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I think it was understandable that the the when the little AFL uh, Oz kick people refused to leave the field, uh, the ones that were in the Essendon jerseys just stay out there. <laughs> I think you'd be getting a lot of high tackles. Oh, that's how do you think that was just fifty meter penalties until they had to kick it from the goal square and it came off the side of the little kid's yeah. boot. Yeah, got smothered through. Yeah, they struggled. Uh, now they were undermanned, but it suggests when you get used to that. Yeah, when your undermanned side does not include Goddard, Merritt, Zaharakis, or Parish, um, they're not like their names, but they're not huge talents. Um, they could be in for some real clobberings this season. Yeah, I think that's it's not a it's not a season of optimism for Essendon fans. I'm sure they're well aware no. of it, but. Those of us who are fans of genuinely good moral clubs of excellent moral standing, um, who've what? never been convicted of breaches of the salary tax. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> going to say uh, which, which, which we're talking about Geelong because no, we're talking about which club are you actually talking about here? Fitzroy. Fitzroy. <laughs> yeah, unimpeachable. Uh, uh, I think there's they're a good the only lovable team we've got. I would. 100 support. Get get rid of Essendon. Notoriously yeah, bring, bad yeah, for the competition. Yeah, I think so. Bring bring, bring back, back Fitzroy. Fitzroy. Let's do it. Um, get behind it. Can we give Can we give the Fitzroy jersey to someone other than Brisbane? No, 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 no. <laughs> they both they're both the Lions. Why do you have to have like one team that's the Lions and the other team that's not the Lions? Question that's a everything. Great question. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can have the Brisbane Lions and the Fitzroy Lions. That's why one's from Brisbane and one's from Fitzroy. Let's incorporate, let's move then to the what if teams were comprised of the thing their nickname is bracket 2016. 2016. Uh, but let's yeah. just, uh, let's just bring that in, in here. A Fitzroy line versus a Brisbane line. Who you oh. got? Oh, this is tough. <laughs> That's real tough because there are parts of Fitzroy that are pretty rough. There are some, but there are some parts that are very, very gentrified. Yes. Similar, similar yeah, to Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now do you need to, oh, so, you, oh, oh. I'm gonna go with I'm so, gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Fitzroy because I think the native the native heartland native heart but also we know that the further away from the equator you get the larger the land 
fauna is. Therefore, Fitzroy Lion, probably bigger than a Brisbane Lion, done. Yep. Definitive. Close, close, hard fought, but advantage Fitzroy. Yeah. Now, let's move in to our... To where we're up to in the competition, yes, we've got uh, by the looks of it two two contests to to analyze. Uh, yeah. In Division One, it's the Demons and the Giants, and in Division Two, uh, it's the Dockers and the Lions. Let's start in Division One: Melbourne yeah. Demons, GWS Giants. This, now, now this has got to be it's a tremendous contest. Yeah. It's a tremendous contest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The 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 imagination is set alight merely by the the concept of these demonic spawn mm. playing against mm. enormous human beings. The Giants have come through some real upsets, knocking off uh, the Essendon Bombers in the previous round. The Demons have really cruised at this point, but we'll. Uh, so I think I think this is the Demons' first real challenge in this. The uh, the harder I agree. And, and potentially more. Um, more philosophic side of the of the the bracket. The, the Giants have knocked off what you would have thought to be the the Demons' natural competitions in the Saints all the way back in round one. You put them in pretty good stead here. My question to you is: Do the Giants get utilization of Giant Demons? It's an interesting question. You'd have to go back and sort of look at their heritage. Really, what you're talking about here, uh, of course, are the Nephilim. Mm. who are the offspring of sexual relations between the sons of God and daughters of men, referred Mm. to in Genesis. Mm. And look, to be honest, I think ultimately because they're known as the fallen ones and giants, they've got to go to the giants. And so the giants can field a a semi-blessed team of Nephilim. And I think that's going to be a selection shock Mm. to the demons. The demons have been cruising. They've been wielding a sarg. uh, they've (laughs) They've been coming up with Sumerian demons from everywhere. They face now a team which takes that advantage away for them. It's got them mm. beat for size. Mm. That's potentially got them beat for speed. Um, You'd have to suggest that uh, tactically, though, the demons um, probably probably more nefarious, uh, willing to to go in really very hard at the contest, um, and and potentially you know win the ground ball a lot better than the than the giants. Would yes. Be able to. Yeah, willing to. Uh, well, I mean, depending on a sarg's mood, really to go at the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for for dedicated listeners, um, they will remember that Asag has had sex with every single mountain in the world, and that that I think is just impressive from a logistical standpoint. So really, his trip it is very booked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he he's he's got some frequent flyer miles for sure. But let's let's go to the film study on the Nephilim mm. then. Let's mm. break this down even more because I think that you, you've got to look at the film study that we've got available to us. And, of course, mm. in the classic extremely popular movie uh, of a few years ago, Noah starring Russell Crowe. Yes. Yeah, that was a smash hit, wasn't it? <laughs> the, smash hit, the smash hit reinterpretation of the classic Bible tale that we all know and doubt. Mm. Um, the Nephilim were fallen angels encased in rock. That's a, a a big advantage. If you've got a big light-filled rock demon, mm. rock angel, mm. uh, I really actually am starting to think that this match is turning the giant's way. The, there's speed across the ground. Oh, but on the other hand, maybe they're just too confident. We've just had a big two weekends of, of upsets in the sport that's basically mm. tossing a coin and letting mm. two humans beat <laughs> each other to a pulp. Yeah. The, the, the UFC, yeah. uh, where the two favourites going in uh, both lost, including Conor McGregor in uh, embarrassing circumstances. So do you think the demons actually now, now that we've reversed the burden here, now that we analyse it down, you get to that granular level detail and we've got the favourites actually going the giant's way, do you think the demons can pull the upset? 
Yes, I actually, I think that the, 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 the challenge for the Giants is that the demons clearly would draw from some sort of metaphysical energy, right? Yes. Like, you know, Giants we know need to eat. They eat people. They eat livestock. You know, the most, the most famous of Giants, um, or second most famous of Giants, the, the Cyclops notoriously kept sheep. Um, oh, yeah, oh, let's not forget. Let's let's not forget the, uh, of course, one of the the club greats, Barbie Yogo, mm. Barbie Yogo. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. A, a oh, oh Barbie Yogo. Yeah. Shout out to Pete Seeger. Yeah, you, do you think they can poison the food supply? Well, no, I think it's more that I think it's more that the demons um, probably don't require food. I reckon they could um, draw on the energy of the cosmos and and really yes. last the four quarters. So yeah, for me, they've got, for so me it's demons. Yeah, I think when we when you realise that the MCG is in fact built on a massive pentagram, uh, suddenly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> suddenly yeah. Ley, line, seems, ley lines run through there in a convenient uh, if you, five five pointed star. If you look at uh, Dan Andrews' controversial plan to redevelop public <laughs> public transport <laughs> to to encase the MCG in five yeah, yeah. in five train lines, yeah, yeah. Uh, it suddenly all makes sense. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, I agree with you. In a in a perhaps uh, monstrously destructive battle, uh, we have the demons uh, moving on through against the giants. Yeah, yeah. So let's go. Let's go over to Div Two. Yes, Div Two. Div Two. Yeah, this to me is is probably the match um, that it's a bit of a sleeper one, given the, the yes. top billing from the other competition. But look, the the Jockers of Fremantle up against the Lions of Brisbane. That is a oh, that's a doozy. So. You're, when your initial thoughts, you think mm. you've got to think lions. You think yeah. lions, big cats, very mm. hungry, mm. very aggressive, mm. big jaws, mm. very like fast to eat people, too. like to eat people, mm. uh, very angry at dentists. Mm. But then, you know, you turn to the real consideration of the way that's been played. And one of the things that served the Dockers well in, for instance, their defeat of the Geelong Cats is mm. uh, that ultimately they're human beings and that gives them the ability to A, work together mm. and B, kick the ball. Yeah, kick, and kicking yeah. the ball's really good yeah. in AFL. Kicking the ball is um, it's, probably a core skill. Yes. You know, there have been, there um, have been arguments um, that kicking not super necessary, but, you know, if you do want to kick a winning score, you do need to kick. Um, yeah, the ability to move mm, the ball effectively. Mm, now, mm. we've, of course, got to consider the idea that basically the Dockers will be adopting... Uh, to draw on another Russell Crowe class- classic gladiator-style tactics, <laughs> where they form a large ring yes. to defend themselves against, uh, to make themselves seem larger and confuse yeah. the lions, which yeah. will slow them down. Yes. But that's a degree of coordination available to few other creatures. Mm. Mm. Uh, whoever has the pill is just getting wrecked. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's uh, eighteen lions with four coming off the bench versus some pretty committed unionists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I'll just side with Peter Reith here. Uh, Brisbane Lions. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the Lions, the Patrick yeah. Lions go through. Yeah. So, so well done, that, Brisbane. Yeah, so that well brings done. us to um, the grand final. Oh, no, wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Secret, Secret boss, boss fight. Those of you who've paid attention will realise that we've in fact not had every club nickname participate. Yes. And there are yes. two secret bosses waiting at each end of the division because why? 
because my co-host and I are extremely stupid human beings. Yeah, um, yeah. And, also, and, and also because uh, 18 does not uh, neatly divide <laughs> no, it two doesn't. by two No, by it two. doesn't. And, and yeah. we could not be bothered coming up with a seating system. No. Um, our, our effective uh, defending champions in these yeah. debates in Division One, yeah. the Gold Coast, Coast Suns. Suns, And on the others. That's a critical <laughs> one. And then also... And, and on the other side, the Port Adelaide Power. Power. Now, this, this is going to get into it um, because these are the big heavyweights in the, in the what-if teams were comprised of the thing yep. their nickname is Bracket 2016. Um, I think as plucky as our contenders have been, they're going to they're gonna struggle. It's a, gonna it's a big challenge. Yeah. It's a big challenge. Um, yeah. Let's go to let's go to Southern Division Two because I think that's probably the easier analysis here. Yeah. Uh, the Port Adelaide Power are literal electricity. Yes, they uh, are. They are the the concept of power in and of itself. Um, it's the power to win. Yeah, it's a true Port Adelaide tradition. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> um, oh, God, they lucked out when they when they changed from the Magpies, didn't they? Tell you what, after the decimation uh, rigged, rigged against the the Collingwood Magpies by the by the uh, by the demons, that you've got to rate the powers chances against the Brisbane Lions here. Yeah, there's just no way. I don't see it happening. There's just uh, no way. There's, no. I mean, uh, how do you think Lion tastes cooked crispy? <laughs> I think pretty good. I also think that um, look, their ability to move the ball at lightning speed, not a metaphor. <laughs> No, no, literal lightning no, speed. Literal lightning speed, which will be that, uh, to, to give you an idea of how fast lightning is, what you actually see when you see a lightning bolt is the electrical charge ionising backwards up from the ground. So the bolt has already happened. That's how fast we're talking. So that's a big advantage here. Mm. Big advantage mm. to the power. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, all the humanity, the humanity, please <laughs> make it stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that uh, uh, the, the Port Adelaide, um, they have to go through. There's just... They have to go there's through. There's no other choice here. Which brings us then to the, the semi-final in Div 1. Mm. A truly literal versus metaphorical cl- mm. clash. Really what mm. this entire competition drives at. Mm. The Melbourne Demons versus the Gold Coast Suns. Extremely close. Extremely close. Extremely close. close. Suns. Suns. Literal Suns. 22 yeah. Suns. <laughs> Four on the bench. <laughs> I like four on the bench. How far away is the bench? This is what I want to know. I mean, not far enough, I think, is the probable answer. Yeah. Just um, imagine, the, just imagine the, the, the problems that you would have navigating a ball just from the gravity. So let's, let's think about this really literally here. If you're, trying to, if you're trying to move a ball through the gravity, so... Uh, the gravitational pull of the sun is mm. only 0.0006 of the strength of the Earth's gravity on the surface of the Earth. But that's still enough <laughs> that's to still pull enough. the entire planet through the universe yeah. and just keep it fixed in orbit. Yeah. And, and then imagine that at a football ground. <laughs> imagine 22 of them yeah. at a football ground. The ball is going where the sun wants it to. Put it that yeah. way. They coordinate their rockets in, in such a way. Yeah. Uh, that's before we deal with the imminent heat death. Um, yeah, the lack of oxygen, the just, you know, the scorched earth tactics employed by the suns. Just accidentally. Uh, but 
On the other hand, so we've got to then assume that demons really pretty comfortable in hot environments. Oh wait, I've got it. Wait, I've just got a fun. I've got a fun sun fact here, <laughs> and I will drop this in the show notes. Uh, is there's a there's a good article explaining what would happen if you took a spoonful of neutron star matter away from the neutron star. Now, in that, it indicates that if you took a teaspoon and somehow, for whatever reason, managed to get that amount of matter away from it, it would have the weight of Mount Everest. <laughs> That's the kind of... So stupid. <laughs> it's the kind of density <laughs> so, and so energy that we're talking that even, about. Even in a situational purpose where you restrict the suns to the shape and size of human beings, yes. they're still very... They're, yeah, they're, they're yeah, ball yeah. dominant. They're yeah. ball dominant. <laughs> they're ball dominant. They are, they're very hard to move off the spot. Yeah. No, you're not. And look, they are crashing a pack. <laughs> like, you know, you're not, you're not going to be able to move them off the mark. Um, there's some issues there for the demons, I suspect. But one of the issues, and, and perhaps the demons are, are, are best suited of any team to mm. face the lake of mm. fire. Mm. Um because they, they, you know, they can. Let's just go with them. Some very traditional Dante's Inferno mm. style de- yeah. demons. So there is a there is a classic uh, University of Washington exam question. Yes, which examines whether um, hell is exothermic or endothermic. For those who um, don't don't know those terms, um, exothermic means that it gives off heat. Endothermic means that it absorbs heat. Now. Hell's temperature, within one of the answers to this, to this um, relatively famous paper, hell is around 444.6 degrees Celsius. Um, that's pretty hot. That's pretty hot. It's quite hot. It's quite and hot. You can survive in that environment. You may as well survive mm. in the sun. I well, mean, it's de- the sun's mm, definitely hotter. Mm. So the sun is uh, 5,778 Kelvin. Kelvin. Or about, or about 15 million Celsius. Yeah, so um, I think it's a bit hotter than, than they, they would be used to. Yeah, several suns. Quite a hot day, like playing Quite a hot on. day. <laughs> no, not quite that hot. <laughs> so, let's say, so let's say the temperature, let's say for, for argument's sake, uh, that the temperature's level. Yeah. Um, the demons have obviously got cunning. They've got experience. Mm. The suns haven't been uh, tested through the competition in the way the demons have. Uh, there's, it's certainly perhaps uh, true to life. Is there a bit of veteran experience that goes a Sarg's way here? Yeah, potentially. Um, but I just I think that look, physics has to play has to play a part. Um, yes, I agree. Mm, I agree. From mm. the first bounce, the Suns hold the ball until such time as they feel like scoring. <laughs> scoring. Gravity. Gravity. Gravity is undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so whereas whereas. The Bibles and various myths of the world tell us that demons have taken a loss before. Yeah, yeah. And I also think that um, the Suns have one really big thing going for them, which is they are, in fact, real. Um, yes, mm. yes, there's a very real aspect to them. Mm, mm. Uh, so uh, I think that um, they do have to go through here. The big, the big heavyweights get through, and that means that our grand final to be dealt with next week in a feature-length podcast mm. will be our complete breakdown of the contest between the Gold Coast Suns and the Port Adelaide Power oh. in the final of the What If Teams Were Comprised of the Thing Their Nickname Is con- contest 2016. Well, Chris, I, I, I couldn't be more excited for next oh, week. I, I can't wait, pumped. personally. I am pumped. This is the match that we were hoping for. Um, it's the match yes. that we potentially structurally engineered 
Um, <laughs> however, I will, uh, I will say that, um, look, you couldn't wish for a better grand final. It, it's it, it's going to be St Kilda Collingwood 1966 all over again, I think. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking uh, West Coast, Sydney, mm. just anything that Carlton's won, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In, in, tr- in true moments of glory, yeah. Collingwood's and Collingwood's at Kilda. There's a there, this is the real sort of close, tight match between really a, a gravitational behemoth mm. and pure lightning speed. Mm-hmm. We'll get down into the breakdowns next week. We'll go to the film. Uh, yep. We'll get out. We'll make sure that we get our, our mascot references. Mm. It's all it's all going to happen next week, listeners. Yeah. In the meantime, in the lead up to our, our next week, uh, we we would like to mourn the passing of, of fan favourite GWS Giants um, with a b- bit of a folk classic. Tune in next week. Bye, listeners. You know, once long, long, long ago, there was a little boy. And he liked to play the ukulele. Clink, clink, clink. He was always playing the ukulele all over the place. But you know, the grown-ups say, Get away, we're working here. Go off by yourself. You're getting in our way. Not only that, the boy's father was a magician. He had a little magic wand. He could go zoop, zoop, make things disappear. But the father was a practical joker. He'd come up to someone who was drinking a nice glass of something. Just about to... Well, and the father goes, zoop, zoop, and the glass would disappear. He'd go up to someone who was busy doing a hard job of work, maybe sawing a log of wood. Well, the father would come up, zoop, zoop, with his little wand, and the saw would disappear. He'd go up to someone that was just about to sit down, all tired out, and zoop, the chair would disappear. Well, people said to the father, you get out of here too, you and your magic wand, you and your practical jokes, get out. And the boy and his father, they made him live on the edge of town. But now in this town, they used to tell stories, too. They used to tell stories about the giants that used to live in the old days. They used to tell a story about a giant called Abiyoyo. They said he was as tall as a house. Nobody believed it, but they told the stories just the same. One day, one day the sun rose blood red over the hill. And the first people that got up, they looked out of their windows and they saw a great big shadow in front of the sun. And they could hear the whole ground shake. Down over the mountain came this great big figure. Down through the fields came Abiyoyo. He comes to the pasture where the sheep are. He grabs a whole sheep, eats it down in one bite. He comes to the pasture where the cows are. He grabs a whole cow, eats it down in one bite. Down towards the village come Abiyoyo, nearer and nearer. Just then the boy and his father woke up. They'd been up late the night before, I think at a party or something, and they'd been sleeping late. The boy looked out the window and he said, Hey, hey, Pa, come and look. What's this coming over the fields? His father rubbed the sleep out of his eyes and he looked and said, Oh, good heavens, son, it's Abiyoyo. Oh, if only I could get him to lie down, I could make him disappear. The boy says, come with me, father. He grabs his father by one hand. The father grabs the magic wand. The boy grabs ukulele, and they start running. They run, and they run across the fields right up near Abiyoyo, right up in front of him. And Abiyoyo looked down at these two little figures way down at his feet. 
and he raised his big old claws. Now he had long claws because he never cut them. He had slobbery old teeth because he never brushed them. He had matted old hair because he never combed it. He had stinking old feet because he never washed them. And he raised up with his big old claws. And just then the boy whips out his ukulele and starts to sing. Well, you know, the monster had never heard a song about himself before. And a foolish grin.